Need a quick hit of Marketing Smarts inspiration? Here it is. We have lifted portions of our Marketing Smarts episodes for those of you who need a quick jolt of marketing savviness right now. Refer to the description for how to find a longer form version. And with that, here it is. Today, we're going to tackle the topic of building a marketing team and also why it's so important to work really from the inside out when it comes to the success of your business. This is a really important topic because when we think about hiring, unfortunately, we often think about that singular role or that one person that we need to fill whatever box, job, et cetera, that we have for them. And this is absolutely the wrong way to approach it. Each time you look to fill a quote unquote role, you should be reevaluating your team's structure and how said role is going to fit into the bigger picture. Yeah, and to clarify, we're going to be talking about marketing as a reference point, but what we discussed today is really applicable to building any team for any business. And so we'd also, as the leader of your team, you should have an ongoing approach and cadence of thinking through the overall team and how it's structured, how well it's functioning, what level of optimization you need to be able to give it in order to make sure you're getting the most out of your team at any point in time. Yep. And as we often like to do, we decided to bring someone on to discuss this topic and his thoughts and his approach to building a team. And that is Tim Parkin, president of Parkin Consulting. Tim, would you like to introduce yourself? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited for this conversation. It's right up my alley. You know, I'm an advisor and a consultant, and I help marketing executives maximize the revenue and results of their marketing teams. So this is the perfect conversation. <laughs> Therefore, the reason you're on the show, right? So <laughs> love it. All right. With that, we'll get into how to build a highly effective marketing team. So number one is find the right aptitude and the right skills. And maybe this one feels like a, well, duh. But it's always super, super surprising to us how often hiring the right people is a struggle for companies and for managers, quite frankly, overall. And ultimately, this does go to the point in the intro, which is that that whole one-off approach that we talked about and what this single person is going to do versus looking really high level at the entire team and what is needed is quite frankly often a miss. So we've talked about hiring not only for skills but for aptitude and this is also extremely important because really what you wanna know is what can this person do when they arrive but also what are they capable of longer term than that? And that mm -hmm. is really that aptitude that we're, we're speaking of here, right? So can they grow and achieve more with proper guidance in the organization? Can they utilize the support of other team members? Can they fit in uniquely into the organization in its entirety in a space that's much more than just the things they're going to do? We know, yes, of course, experience and skills, that's great. It's its always good when you get someone who's not totally green, right? We all mm -hmm. love that. But when we think about a high-functioning team, every member needs to be on a path to growth, and they must have the mindset for that, right? So always learning new things, trying to uncover new ways of doing things, um, improving the team structure, right? That's more that aptitude that we talk about. And then finally, fit with the team is hugely important. So we talk a lot of times about the fact that you'll not always like the people you work with totally true but mm -hmm. you have to be able to find a mutual respect at the very least and that culture of the team can ultimately really make or break how well a team can perform we always say respectful debate is really really at the crux of this do the team members feel comfortable are they committed to being the best they can be each day is there open and honest communication and all of that should lead to an elevated team performance 
when it's working right. So the people on the team must believe that they are stronger and better together and that no one person is more important or more capable than the other, which means that that individual's importance will never trump that of the whole team's ability. And therefore, that's that whole culture of the team, making sure it's all working together. And Tim, I know you have some perspective here to share on the side of what happens when you don't have that highly functioning team. So love to hear your thoughts. Oh, do I have some stories to tell? (laughs) I think this is just such a powerful place to start from because this is one of the biggest issues when it comes to hiring is we think that we need to hire people with skills or with experience. I believe experience is irrelevant. You know, I have no formal training in marketing. I don't need it. You know, Mm. the one thing marketing does is it changes. Um, But the other thing that's true about marketing is marketing is about people. And that Mm -hmm. includes the people inside your company, inside your team. And so I I love this conversation and the points you guys are raising here because thinking broader, thinking bigger picture about people, it's not necessarily about skills. It's not about experience. Most of the issues that I see within the teams I work with are people issues. They're ego Mm -hmm. issues. They're communications issues, uh, project management, collaboration issues. It's not really about marketing. And so hiring the right people, what you guys are saying, who have the right aptitude and who can grow is extremely important. And the other thing I'd say is culture. I've seen so many issues where there's not a culture fit, where you hire someone that doesn't you know, fit your team's culture. I used to think this was a buzzword, culture, when I first started. Uh, but as I become more seasoned and experienced you know, over decades now, I see it really matters. Yeah. Uh, you, you, it's hard to put someone who doesn't fit in your team. It'll spoil the whole team. And so you have to be very mindful and very careful to find the right people with aptitude, as you described, and you have the right culture fit. Yeah, I got to agree with you. And you you hit the nail on the head. And we talk about this all the time, too, is that when you have a breakdown in your team, it's almost always a people problem. Whether you're not getting the right results, whether or not you're not growing as fast as you want, whether or not the team is not vibing, it's almost always a, a people problem. It's almost always established by the fact that the leader didn't establish the culture to begin with and isn't really being honest with regards to what is the right fit. And, and that's sometimes where we get into these um, these issues is that we tend just to hire for skill, right? We're like, oh, I really need somebody who's really good at this, fill in the blank. And so you hire for that. And then you think that's going to be okay because as long as the team has that, then everything else can actually be okay. But it's actually the opposite. It's like if you can bring somebody in that actually is a is, is somebody that is going to be that person that you need within the team, you can usually teach them what they need to know. And my perfect example of this is when I actually switched to um, out of R&D into communications. When I went to go interview from that role, I had no idea about anything about communications. No <laughs> idea. And my boss was like, well, I know communications, but I need somebody who understands male grooming. And I'm like, oh, well, I come from male grooming. So I can bring that to the table. And he's like, well, then I guess we're a match made in heaven. I'll teach you communications. You teach me male grooming. That is where like it starts to become a very symbiotic relationship of, okay, let's all try to achieve this big goal that then we can actually discuss and have the respectful debate, which you brought up, April, which is another fantastic point of how we get there. But it can only happen, too, if that goal is bigger than any one person's role. If the goal continues to kind of be in the minutia where everybody is actually playing, then everybody always thinks that the role that they're playing is, quote unquote, the right way to do it, right? Absolutely. It's so easy to put people in boxes and to think that we have these, you know, four walls we have to exist in. Uh, But like you said, it's very organic. And I think that's the thing that makes the most successful teams. Or rather, when there's an issue, it's because it's not organic. It's trying to be prescriptive 
about mm. here's your box, stay yep. in it and don't go outside of that box. And we designed this box for a reason. And we have to knock down those walls. And like you guys are talking about, um, hire people, align people based on more than any one person's role. We have to think bigger. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good point. I think it leads nicely to number two here, which is have a process that keeps everyone aligned but is flexible for growth. And mm -hmm. by now, you've you've heard me talk a lot on the show, and you know that I'm really very particular in my OCD ways, what? and I may have some control issues, you no. know, different topic for a different day. And I do like to have process, but I'm also one that's very quick to say if the process is too restrictive, there's absolutely no way that that's going to work either, right? Because you don't allow the flexibility that allows you to get to this sort of autonomous place within your role of the team where you can deliver and then grow. And like you just said, Tim, there's not like the four wall restriction around it. It's really important to the team overall because it shows everyone their place, right? So Ann talked about that goal that's bigger than everybody else, right? So the process should allow every person on the team to know, okay, what I do is this, and as a result, it plays this role in the bigger picture, right? It shows transparency, it shows how the work's going to get done, and it eliminates any sort of need for micromanaging. So I just said the word autonomous before, right? So having people on the team that have the ability to do the job, whether someone's looking over their shoulder or not. And that really culminates in everyone being able to work together. The process then needs to be a direct path to performance and performance review because, again, in outlining those roles and you're putting those people at their place in the process or their role in the process or, you know, toward that bigger picture, then they need to be held accountable and they need to really understand very clearly what success looks like for them. And this whole idea of having process is where you can really prove out to the team that together they can achieve more versus what any individual can achieve because they can see through the process the bigger picture of what they're going after. But again, I will offer that caveat of not making sure that the process is so restrictive that there's no flexibility. It just kind of gives guardrails versus, to Tim, to your point, boxing people in. Absolutely. You know, I've found um, from my experience that there's three ingredients to a real high-performance marketing team, and it's people, process, and alignment, uh, or, or you could say purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think process is fundamentally one of the biggest challenges that I see on a daily basis with teams, I think most people think of marketing as more creative activity, mm -hmm. when in fact, it's much more of a process than most people realize. And so most of the breakdowns uh, in campaigns or whatever you're doing in marketing are the result of a lack of process or an assumption of process, I should say. You assume that there's a process when there is none, and that's yep. a big issue. You know, and uh, Edward Demings has a famous quote that says, if you can't describe what you're doing as a process, then you don't know what you're doing. And that <laughs> mm. may sound harsh, but I think it's <laughs> yeah. true. And most of the teams I work with, you know, they're lacking, they're missing process and they need to establish and create and document and communicate and commercialize process. So it really is mostly about process. And that goes back to what we talked about earlier about the clarity and finding that uh, yin and yang and that balance between what do you need help with and what do I need help with and how can we collaborate effectively? When you work jointly on process, you can create that. Uh, and I come from a programming background and in programming, there's a term called technical debt. And that's when you don't do things the right way over time, all of those uh, omissions or, you know, uh, areas you didn't spend the right amount of time on build up all those shortcuts add up to creating a big issue. Mm. And I think we have the same thing in marketing with process. If you're not taking time regularly to invest in building process, then you're going to encounter a massive breakdown eventually, if not already. 
And so I would encourage anybody listening to this to spend some time in what I call process days, but, you know, uh, two hours a week, uh, one day a month, you know, uh, two days a quarter, pick your own cadence, but have the team have time blocked off to just work on process, to get together in small groups, to talk about what is our process, where's the breakdown in our process, how can we improve the process that we have, have those conversations, document those things and build process. That small amount of time will pay huge dividends to how your team communicates and collaborates and to the results they can produce. Yeah, and this isn't always an easy thing, right? Because a lot of times when people hear process, they kind of roll their eyes and sigh, right? It's just like, oh my God, are you kidding me? You're going to put more handcuffs on me. You're going to tell me more of what I got to do. And it's not really about that. Process is just a way of going about doing the work. It's not prescriptively stating how you have to do the work. And I think that's where a lot of people kind of get confused in their minds because they start seeing process as a restrictive thing. I think it was Steve Leader who said, and I think it was an actual study, is that when you had this big, wide open, playground and you had um, kids and they had like this, um, you know, all the, the equipment in like a centralized location, all the kids would like basically stay where the equipment was. But when you put actually a fence around where the playground was, the kids used all of that, you know, and so it was a, a manner of being able to um, go ahead and like feel okay, like in, in the acceptance to be able to actually use all aspects of that playground. And so process is just a way of being able to kind of set like those guardrails, but then also being able to find your freedom within the guardrails so that you actually know that what you're doing is going to like go somewhere versus being totally random and being you know, just like out of the, the context of what's going to actually achieve whatever you want your, your marketing team to achieve at the end of the day. I love that analogy. I hadn't heard that before. It makes perfect sense. You know, I think people need definition. And in order to collaborate effectively, we have to understand where those lines are. And it's not that they're lines to say, don't come into my playground, but we need to know, you know, what are you doing? How are you doing? And how can I support you? And if that's not defined, like you said, if there's not a conversation around that, then I have no idea. And yep. then I can't support you. I can't work with you because I just don't know. And I think even if there mm -hmm. is process in place, like you said, having those conversations and just realigning, because, you know, these things drift over time as new people are added, as things change, yep. as, you know, procedures change. So just because you said it once doesn't mean you can forget it. I think we have to keep revisiting and realigning to keep things in sync. Still need help in growing your marketing smarts? Contact us through our website, forthright-people.com. We can help you become a savvier marketer through coaching or training you and your team or doing the work on your behalf. Please also help us grow the podcast by rating and reviewing on your player of choice and sharing with at least one person. Now, go show off your marketing smarts.